0: Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Rob Moore. Launch model. There are four steps uh, to a launch model. Having a good product or service that people want, pre-launch, actual launch, post-launch. And then within the launch model, some key elements are having a compelling offer. That could be something that's the right time, like cryptos might have been a right time when cryptos got exciting. Or um, do you remember when web domains and uh, registration plates, you know, you can have the timing for things because they're new and people want them, so timing is one element. Uh, just a really good value product that, you know, people think is a bargain. A well-packaged product. A new product, a product that hasn't been out for a few years that everyone wants, you know, like the new iPhone or something like that. He's come back the other way, hasn't he? This, this guy, he's just <laughs> turning around. He's been doing that and that and that and that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Um, Some kind of time sensitivity is definitely important on a launch, like scarcity and urgency. Like, for example, you might have only a thousand or five thousand units and then you sell out. Or, um, you know, like when Coldplay or a big band release tickets, they don't have to say we've only got... 75,000 tickets for the venue. They've got so many fans that as soon as they say, we're releasing some dates, they immediately sell out. Um, if Coldplay, if you could book on a gig to see Coldplay anytime throughout the year, they wouldn't necessarily sell them out, but they sell them out because they released them and launched them and build this desire. Um, you could have an end date. So you could have something expires and a discount expires or the offer expires in 24 hours or 48 hours. You could add bonuses that you take away. Um, You know, that they can like the first 500 get, um, I don't know, maybe a a consultation call with you or a a group online coaching session or something like that. So that's uh, time sensitivity, scarcity and urgency. So what I'll do is I'll talk you through each stage Uh, And I'll happily answer any questions. If you let me get through the model and get out what I can. uh, And then afterwards, if you've got any questions. So having a good product and service that you already know will sell. Well, the one guaranteed way to do that is to do a test launch, uh, a very small launch to a small segment of your Facebook followers or your email database or a small customer segment and do it as a test. Uh, and you're just looking for percentage conversions or you know, just how popular it seems to be, the feedback that you get. So that you know if it's um, not been so good, you wanna then get feedback as to what you need to tweak and change. And of course, if it's been good, you hope that that would scale. The second thing you can do to create a really good product and service that's ready for launch, is to crowdsource the title, the bonuses, the main benefits of it from your community. So well before you create the product, you ask your community what their problems, pains, what their difficulties are, um, where they would like help, where they're struggling, where they're stuck, uh, what they feel like they need to learn but haven't learned yet, uh, and over a period of a bit of research online. one of the good things that I get from spending a lot of time online is I feel like I'm in a constant research project. Because anytime I'm commenting or engaging with the community, I'm learning something about them and what they want and what their difficulties are. And I I tend to accidentally, just over a few months before a book or something like that, just build this sort of knowledge which turns into intuition about what they'll want and don't want based on just interaction. Because if you, um, for example, with you, Brett, if you started um, talking about deal packaging and um, bigger deals and wholesale deals and... Uh, all that kind of stuff, and got conversations going, you'd start learning from what the feedback is. Um, maybe you'd, you're surprised at how few people know about it. Maybe there's a bit of scepticism about the fees because they're big fees that you can earn. Maybe they don't really understand how to do it. What parts don't they understand? And then you just break down all of those elements and you, you answer them with your product and service. So by the time you're launching, you've, you know that the content and the message And the deliverables are desirable because your community have been involved in it. And then if you test launch it, when you go big, you've got more certainty that it's going to go well. Or you can make the changes you need. Because the last thing you want is to go big on your launch with the version of your product that isn't right. And sometimes that can just be what you call it. It can be small things that are variable um, on creating your product. The the other thing you can do is take your best performing product and just relaunch that. The other thing you can do is you can do some Facebook pay-per-click and Google pay-per-click testing, run little dummy ads, um, which sort of maybe start selling a few of these products. You don't even necessarily have have to have it there for delivery. I know one internet marketer, he runs dummy ads, he sells the product, immediately when he sells it, he refunds them and says, sorry, it's actually not ready, blah, 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 just refunds them and just works out which... You know, which um, landing pages and sales pages and products sell the best. And then the ones that sell well, he then scales it on a proper launch. The next thing then for your product is your story. So Apple are brilliant at telling a story. So do you remember a thousand songs in your pocket? That is a story of the first iPod. Um, I don't know if you've seen Nike's most recent um, advertising campaign it's quite a controversial one with the i think it's the american footballer is quite controversial copernic is it how am not quite sure how you pronounce it um that's a story that they're telling so is there a compelling story you can tell um uh, for example with my new social media masterclass that i just launched a couple of days ago if you're listening to the order you can't get it sold out um, it's a I only launched this course to teach my main trainers to up their social media game. Wasn't intending for it to be a public thing at all. Um, But I've got, what, maybe 15 main trainers, 11 of them are booked on. But, you know, if I'm going to spend my time training them, I might as well sell 20 tickets as well so I can open it to just 20 people. 10 of them for my VIPs, so only 10 of them for the rest of my community. So you've got a little bit of story as to why you're launching a course. You've got the scarcity of the 10 places are going to VIPs, therefore only tend to you. Um, So you you can weave in multiple elements of this. So that's the the fundamentals of the product side of it. So now we're moving to the the, the pre-launch. So the pre-launch is the information, the desire, the hunger, and the pent-up urgency that you build before you launch your product. And of course, um, Mercedes or any big car company like if lambo are going to bring out their new centenario or lambo svj or whatever you'll normally see some kind of sniper style photograph of the car being tested you know they wrap it in something that's supposed to make it not look like the car and i think a lot of the time those photos are leaked for a story you know like the leaked photos of the iphone that's going to come out i wouldn't be surprised if that's been intentionally leaked So you create, oh, I can see it all, look at it, they all start talking about it, oh, it's coming, is it going to look like this or that? You know, the concept cars give this mystique around what the car might look like. So that can build some, this needs to happen before you launch your product. So what I used to do when I used to launch years ago was basically you'd not hear from me and then I go hi I'm Rob, and it's live and you've got to buy it and by the way this is what it is and this is how many I've got and this is when you have to do it and this is the bonuses and this is the story and I'm trying to over inform you about everything on the day and if I'm trying to build this urgency for you to do it and I've got to tell you 18 things and your brain's going wait a minute I don't know I'm confused you won't buy it so what you do in the pre-launch as well as building the excitement and the urgency is you drip feed the information about it so um Literally months out, you could just say, hey, my new book's going to be called I'm Worth More. Um, I don't know if you've got any challenges around self-worth, but if there's anything you want to share, stick it in the thread. You could even go one stage behind that and you could go, I'm going to launch a new book on self-worth. What do you think it should be called? And like they, don't, they don't know that that's the, the pre-launch phase of the launch. They just think oh, I'm involving them in naming the book. But that's also, they now know months in advance that there's going to be a book out. And of course, if you can get people involved in the pre-launch and the naming and the suggesting of the bonuses, they're vested in buying your product. Because if you think you've been involved in the creation of a product, you're more likely to buy the product. So you can go way back in terms of even just suggestions and crowdsourcing of titles and bonuses and concepts for your product. And then as you get nearer the time, you start drip feeding the main pieces of information. That might be launch date when it's going live. You want them to know a good couple of weeks before it's going live, at least that it's going live. Joe, this works for podcasts. This works for books. This works for new products. This works for information products. We were talking uh, about that. Um, it can work for uh, online training. Could Probably work for a car. I don't know what bonuses you'd launch with a car. Um, I've never really seen that. Um, hmm, something to think about. But None of us here are selling cars, so it's not so much of a problem. Um, So, yeah, a few weeks out, the logistics need to be the logistics need to be taken care of before you get them all whooped up with urgency and emotion and desire. Because if they don't know what the logistics are when you're trying to get them in that emotional state, like people sitting on the phone for hours trying to buy gig tickets or queuing for a day to buy an iPhone, then there's things that are going to stop us buying. Date of launch is important. Um, If you're selling a course, the dates of that course what the bonuses are, if there are any, how to buy, where to buy, what the um, time limit is, how, what, what the maximum number that you have available is, if it's 500, 5,000 or whatever. Now, what I've learned is if you don't have a time limit, people will do it whenever they want, which means never. If you don't have any bonuses, people who are on the fence won't get it, but people who are on the fence will get it for the bonuses. With the bonuses, I take those away at the end of the offer. So if I'm doing a 24-hour launch for a book, they can get the bonuses in 24 hours. But after the 24 hours, the bonuses disappear, bless you. Uh, And that works because people will buy the book just for the bonuses. So that's the pre-launch. And then as you get closer, you want to put more messages out uh, and you want to package everything together. So a few days before, you want to give them full instructions of everything. Uh, then you want to do a couple of um, pieces of communication about a countdown and then bang your live. Sometimes when we go live, we'll give an incentive for the first hundred or thousand buyers. If, if we're launching something that has ranking, like a book or a podcast or an audio, and we want to get it high quickly, mostly when you launch those kind of products, volume, some kind of algorithm multiplied by Time frame equals ranking. So recency and volume in a short period of time will boost you in the rankings. So I'll give you an example. Joe could launch his podcast. I will do a little, um, this might go out on my podcast. So Joe, what's your podcast called? We'll do you a bit of promotion. The Social Entrepreneur, Joe's podcast. Uh, Now he might get, say, 10,000 subscribers in a day. Tim Ferriss might have got 50,000 on that day. But Tim Ferriss has got a podcast that's been going seven years. Joe's got a podcast that's just launched today. Joe will absolutely go above Tim Ferriss with, despite having less downloads because they're more recent and they're new. It's the same with books. So that's why when you see me launch stuff, I'm doing very short windows, 24 hours, 48 hours or whatever, because I'm trying to, I'm basically trying to take the sales I might make in three months and squash them into a day. Yeah, it works. It's a model. It works. And I've been playing around with this launch model for 12 years and, Probably, like I said, the early mistake I made was trying to give too much information and not enough pre-launch. And it was all on launch. Um, Later mistakes I made were not doing enough on post-launch, which I'll get to in a minute. And over time, as you refine it and you just just gets better, it just works every time it works like a a system. Okay, so you're on launch day. Um, Don't be scared to relentlessly promote it. And um, rather one too many messages than one too few, you know. And if you think about it, when something big is launching like a pair of Nike special edition trainers or an iPhone or something like that, you see it all the time. It's just not it's not just my emails and my books. It's all sorts of stuff. Um, And if you're seeing a lot of it, it means the world is seeing a lot of it. It's impossible to say how many amount of messages is the right amount and how many is too many and not enough. But if no one complains, it's definitely not enough. Uh, and I would say, depending on what it is, you could probably put at least three communication methods out in the, on the launch day. You could have a, it's live. You could have a special, unannounced, added bonus, and then you could have a it's closing in a couple of hours. Now. What I used to do, a mistake I used to make in the launch in the early days, is I used to go, it's live. And then an hour later, I go, oi, remember, it's live. And then a few hours later, I go, oi, remember, it's live. And I'd say the same thing over and over, just trying to nag you to buy it, which is better than not nagging you to buy it. But those who've already bought it are like, well, I've already bought it. And those that were going to buy it were like, I was going to buy it. And those that don't want to buy it are like, "Will you fuck off. I don't know. I'm looking at you, David. When I'm saying all this, they're gonna try to make up for touching your leg. <laughs> it's not working. No, it's not working. You just yeah. Um, so now, if I, I'll go, it's coming. Then I'll go. If you get it on launch day, you get X Y Z. And then I'll go. It's live. And then I'll go. It's live, but I've also just added this bonus in. And then I'll go. It's live, and I've added this bonus, and it's shutting in a couple of hours. So each time you communicate you bring out another piece of information. So you've got a reason to communicate. So like you don't reveal your whole story and all of your bonuses and all of your um, information in one go, which I, try, I used to try and do in the early days and it's too much information. When you shut it, give them some warning that you've shut it. You're going to shut it, sorry. And then when you shut it, this is really important, shut it. Now, in the old, old, old days, a few people, oh, I missed it. was oh, this, that. You know, the excuses come out. And the softy in you goes, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, all right, you can have the bonuses or whatever. And then they go and tell people. And the message that's going out to the world is it's your marketing strategies are gimmicks because actually when you say it's closed, it's not closed. And then next time, you don't build the urgency because they know it's not closed. And you think you're doing someone a favor. If they miss the deadline... Sorry, you missed a deadline. Ah, oh, but, oh, but I'm sorry, I'd lose all credibility. That was the deadline. Now, what that does is teach the buyers to buy next time. So you'll build some goodwill in doing that. Now, what you can do after launch is then introduce the waiting list. So then you can go, sorry, we're closed. I've had loads of people wanting me to open it. I'm not opening it. We're full. We only wanted X number of members, buyers, clients. Um, we have no immediate plans to reopen, because if you said you already did, it's all like you knew that already. So that maybe wouldn't be credible. But if you'd like to be on the waiting list to know when it reopens, just share your details. And then just build a bit of urgency back up by saying, look, you missed it this time. Don't miss it next time. So then the post-launch is the reopen. Now, I usually don't do the reopen because there's an unconscious message if you do the reopen that the main launch wasn't that good. And I see a lot of people doing reopens and it's too soon after the launch. I just realized they didn't sell what they wanted to. Thankfully, when we do our launch. Pretty much every single launch, like Joe said, it works. Joe followed my launch formula. He got to number one in in the business charts above like the, you know, Tim Ferriss and Gary Vaynerchuk, which is massive. It works. Um, So if you follow it right, you won't need to do a reopen. Um, But you might want to do a reopen in six weeks, two, three months or whatever. And then when you're going to reopen, you follow the same process. You advance notice, you bring in some bonuses. Now, when you do a reopen, try and introduce something new. So you're not telling the same story over and over. A new bonus. Now, of course, if you're selling peanuts uh, and very clear widgets, it's hard to add a set of bonuses with a pack of peanuts doesn't work for every product. But this is the thing. Do you remember in the old old days when you used to buy a car and they used to think it was really compelling? I'll, uh, if you buy it now, we'll give you free mats. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy a 50 grand car. But if I buy it now, I can get the mats. And it worked for years. And everyone's like, whoa, I'm mad over the mats. So it, it is worth considering, even if you think you don't have a product that um, lends itself to having bonuses, you could... You could be the first in your niche to create a bonus around the the product that you have that your competitors don't. I don't think it works with planning companies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Buy my planning package and get some free mats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Door mats might work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. You could have the name of the council. You take the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 some toilet roll as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, then, post-launch. So there's more to post-launch than just. Closing, setting up a waiting list, and then reopening. So I like to incentivize people to share the product or review the product once I've finished selling the product. Now, with a book, I'll take the bonuses away, but I won't stop you buying it on Amazon. So I might put a waiting list for the book in the future, but that's for the bonuses. So what you can do is you can sell the product. The product goes live. They can now buy the product ad infinitum, but it's the bonuses that you take away because you might not want to close the sales of your product after one day. Apple you know, Apple aren't necessarily going to stop sales of their iPhone after a day, although they'll probably run out or they'll make out that they run out so that when they do launch it again, they build this pent-up desire. So, you know, Apple and big companies like that, they know how to launch. Um, but what you can do on your post launch is, so for example, I'll um, ask people to review and I'll give them maybe a 15 minute one to one consultation call or some kind of extra bonus. Um, or I'll ask them to share the sale of my product on their social media, the book. So, Joe, this is what you, you can still do this in post launch. You can bring out a new bonus, and anyone who shares the link to your podcast on their show, social media and shows you a screenshot gets X bonus. Now, you could do like a 15-minute you know, um, entrepreneur consultation call with you for the, the, you know, the first 100, um, and you, know, got to, you book five of them in, in your diary a week for the next um, 50, 50 weeks or whatever, um, but they've got to prove that they've shared it on social media. Or you could do a three-hour online training on starting up your business, um, and it's on a specific date, so that's the scarcity. It's on this date and you're not recording it. Then you don't have to sell your time at 15 minutes ago. And then 10,000 of them could join that. And what that does is that gives the launch another hit and it gives it some more momentum. So I launched Start Now, Get Perfect Later on audio. Uh, And in six days, the, the physical paperback comes out. So we used to, in the old days, launch the audio book and the paperback on the same day. But if you do that, people will buy the paperback or the audio. But if you launch them separately, they'll buy the audio, and then say 30% of them will buy the paperback as well. But then if you give different bonuses, 60% of them will buy the paperback. And then after the paperback, we'll do a review the paperback and you get X. So the reviews go up. And then after the reviews, we'll do share the book and you get Y. So we've ended up giving away about five or six bonuses. Now, In the old days, when I started doing this and it started working, my fear was, am I commoditizing myself? There's just bonuses everywhere. But no one has ever messaged me saying, Rob, you give away so many bonuses that you cheapen your offer. All these bonuses, I don't want any of them. No one has messaged me that. Now, if they had, I would have tweaked my strategy. But what a lot of people do is go, wow, you give away lots of stuff, lots of valuable stuff. Yeah, because we've done so many launches, we have to beat our last one. That's the problem. So like I'll be giving away Mark in a future book launch. Poor old Mark. Um, but yeah, that is the case where I'm having to beat my last. I'm, having to, I'm always wanting them to be more compelling than the last time. And remember, I'm selling to a lot of the same people in the community each time I, each time I do a book. I'd say half the buyers are my existing followers. So if I did less bonuses or the same bonuses I'm not going to get the same traction. Well, you know what? It's just all about creativity and imagination yeah. and solving problems. And I I got to the point, I got to the point where I was all out of bonuses that I went into the disruptive entrepreneur community and I said, "I'm launching start now get perfect later." Um, what bonuses would you like? And I asked the community and they told me and then I packaged, I mean, some of them are like, yeah, I'd like Rob and Mark VIP for a year. Yeah, all right, mate, we'll give you a 50 grand bonus for buying a a 10 quid book. Um, So you've got, the bonuses have got to be packaged such that they have high perceived value, but low cost to you. Because I don't know, there was a vacuum cleaning business, wasn't there, that were giving away flights. Can't remember, was it Hoover or? It was, this was like 30 years ago and they went bust. Because the value of the bonus that they were, the offer they were given was so good, they went bust selling too many of them. I can't remember exactly who it was. may not have been Hoover, um, but it was a company like that. Yeah, they were giving away, I think, airline tickets. And everyone just bought them for the airline tickets. Oops. So what we do is I tend to give away scalable bonuses. Like if I, I'm doing a three-hour create and launch your product in 30 days, three-hour online training. That's going to be one of the bonuses of the start now, get perfect later paperback. Now, I didn't offer that for the audio book because it's new. And if I got 100,000 people on that, it's no different from if I got five people on it because it's a three-hour online training and I'm doing it anyway. So that's kind of a good way to package up a bonus. One where, you you know, whether you had five or 50,000, you're only investing three hours of your time. And then I'll record that for a future product that I can sell so I can leverage my time. So that is in 25 minutes the pow wow product launch model product pre-launch launch launch, post-launch repeat anyone got any questions yeah 10 grand product or 10 pound product the bonuses would probably have to be different it's pretty easy for to get someone to buy a book just to get the bonus because the bonus doesn't have to have a huge amount of value to exceed a £10 book. Whereas if you're launching, like, for example, your retreat, is it Bali you do your retreat, and you're trying to give away bonuses for the retreat, that's kind of difficult because if, you, if the bonuses are better than a retreat, they're likely to cost you a lot more money. So what we do with Cayman is we have the revisit that we're doing here. Um, so that's... Um, what once uh, a year so it's every six months essentially you get uh, and then you get um unlimited access to mark and i in the whatsapp group so you know if you ever need us so you could package up that for the first five buyers to go on your barley retreat they get lifetime mentorship with you over whatsapp could do that it's pretty valuable but it doesn't cost you much because it's over whatsapp so you've made the criteria that it's not 30 minute calls every day um And of those five that do it, three of them would need it. One or two of them would use it. So, yeah, that's the kind of bonus that you could do. I was thinking about this for Mark's developments because I see Mark's got his big, well, two big developments now he's doing. And there's going to come a point when he's going to have to sell those flats. So the more urgency and desire and hunger for those flats, what you want is you want people wanting them before they go on sale Offering to buy them before they go on sale and you push them away until it's on sale. And what you want is more buyers than sellers to create demand. And that's how you sell out on something. So, you know, when they're launching films that are um, you know, going to be released in the cinema, you've got all the trailers that come out before to build all the desire. And obviously the bands who launched their tickets. Radiohead did something really cool when they launched Is Um, And you you can't do this for everything, but it's just you can be creative. So this is something I might model in the future, Alex. So when Radiohead were out of contract with their record label, they did this thing when they launched their um, album In Rainbows, where you chose what you pay for the album and they launched it. And I think it was I, I think there may have been a minimum of a pound. I can't remember. But you basically just input what you wanted to pay. And apparently the average price that someone paid for the album was something like £22 when a CD is 11 quid normally. Because if you're a Radiohead fan, you probably want to support your... Um, so you might get 30% of them pay 2 quid, but I bet you get 2% of them who pay 50 quid. Like On Patreon, um, which is a, a website where you can have people donate to you to create your products and services, artists and podcasters go on there you could have like a 20 grand, sorry, 20 pound donation level, 50 pound. And then you always want like a 500 pound or a thousand, you want a ridiculously high one because 5% of your audience, your, your, your big fans, they'll go for that. And then you obviously just package more up for them. But, you know, like with bands, if they sign the vinyl or the CDs, you know, they often go for a lot of money so they could do signed stuff. But getting you on tap on WhatsApp... For the people who want to go on your retreat, that's high perceived value. You have to be careful when you give you away because you don't want to give lifetime access mentorship to you with the purchase of a book. That would be out of context. It would deposition you. And you want to make it scarcity. If you say anyone who comes to our Bali retreat gets lifetime mentorship with us, there's not urgency there. There's not competition. There's not more demand than supply. So what you want to do is you want to limit it by the first three. Or for the next 24 hours, if you sign up, you get us as mentors for life. Okay. so any time I make an offer, I make sure that either the existing people already get it or I give it to them as an unannounced bonus before and they're very grateful. And then I launch it afterwards. Because in the past, we have made such valuable offers that are new because nothing pisses you off more than when only for new customers. It's kind of unfair. So why should your existing customers be penalised? So I'll give you an example on ICM Elite, which obviously you guys are on, are never off a lifetime until they've been with the six months. They have to do six months first, and then they've got a chance to do lifetime. Otherwise, that's a penalty to you guys who paid six months and then renewed to lifetime. So what you could do is you could say, and here's how you can do it as well. You can make it group. So you make it a group lifetime mentoring with you on WhatsApp, which means all your previous attendees of the Bali Retreat, they can get it, and, then all, and then you, but only for three of your new ones, they can get it. And what you've, you've got to be very exact with your language. You're trying to make it sound sexy, but being specific and not overselling it. So if you said you've got lifetime mentoring with me, well, that's a little bit misleading. And some marketers, they do do things like that. They're a bit misleading. If you said you've got lifetime group mentoring via WhatsApp, then you're very clear and specific. And that's still sexy. I think that uh, that's something a lot of people worry about is that when they do use, when they do give time away, that people will drain that. It's not my experience. When I here's the great thing about lifetime as well, because people know they've got you for life. There's not such a rush anymore. So like with VIP, with our um, twelve month, was it six and a half grand plus VAT with the discount. 12 and twelve grand plus VAT without the discount. That's a year-long program. People sign up for a year. And generally, you'll get about 70% show up. So pe- people will turn up to about eight of the 12 VIP sessions. So even when they've paid that, they won't turn up to all 12. When you do the renewal offer after the first year, that will go down to they'll turn up to one in four or one in five. Why? Because they've got it whenever they want, so they don't need it now. So it's kind of paradoxical. You'd think, oh, man, all I've done is pimp myself out for the rest of my life, when in reality they hardly use you. And then what you do is you train people. So when people ask you X, you say, no problem, you need to go to my outsourcer or that website for that. When they ask you Y, you say, you can get information from here. And then, because I always say to people, you can use me for anything that's not logistics. When I offer lifetime mentoring with me with like my podcast studio pro package or with ICM Elite, I say, you can can use me for anything except logistics and property. So then I don't devalue Progressive Properties VIP program that I'm involved in. And then if you want logistics, you know, like, because I'm no good at that anyway, but what I don't want you to do is ask me where do I have to be and when am I have to be there and all that, you can ask our team that. And so you can just educate over time your... But like most of you sitting around here are probably sitting here thinking, yeah, we could use Robert Mark much more. And we don't. And that's probably fair to say, because people just don't tend to because life is busy and it gets in the way. So if they send you a massive document and you can't even open it because they've zipped it, just say, oh, please, can you send everything in Word document? And then that'll bat off half of them. And then when they send War and Peace, say, oh, please, could you summarize that so I can help you best? And then you educate them over time how to communicate with you. But here's something that's not been pointed out. Um, I like helping people who take me up on high paid products and lifetime. And I make time for it and I enjoy it. And when you do that, they end up buying your future stuff off you. So you could just see it as a future investment. I did a, um, a chap paid me not enough for my fee, but a decent amount of money for a two-hour one-to-one session with me yesterday. And I just said to him, look, just pay me this and I'll donate it to my foundation. So that's what I did. Um, And we had a session and he was really happy and now he wants to join ICM Elite. And ICM Elite is seven and a half grand for six months with the discount. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a real desire to want to help the people that are on this and you'll you'll get clients for life then. Well, I am, I'll only pull out Lifetime. Lifetime is something we started doing about a year ago. So we're, what, in our 13th year of business. So I'm not pulling I'm not selling you a book and then saying, hey, you know, buy another book and you can have me for life. Um, but what we found is once our clients have got to the point where they bought all the products and services off of us and they were coming to the end of that and there was for us nothing left to sell, that's when we pulled out the Lifetime card. And what we normally do is make lifetime about twice the price of the product that they initially paid for. And that tends to be optimum where it sells well, but it's good money. So ICM Elite is with the discount, if you get it, seven and a half grand for six months. And so we do lifetime 15 grand with the discount. I'll only give discounts if people do it there and then. And if they don't do it there and then, they can still do it but they have to pay more because I want to reward. Because you just know if you make people offers but don't ask for the money, then they'll disappear. So with actually with VIP now, Lifetime is it's not twice the price of VIP. It might be one and a half. But Kevin offered that to the, the VIPs at a two-day event just for VIPs. And like it's the best conversion we've ever had on any renewal offer to VIPs in the last eight years. So I, I did that with Studio Pro Podcast. So I've got um, a podcast agency. We've got 77 clients who um, they, they hire us for three different levels. They have the, the, the starter, the pro, and the Studio Pro. And on the Studio Pro, you can get more episodes on more platforms and just you get our design team and blah, blah, blah. And as a bonus for that, if you pay in full, which is 10 grand, you get lifetime um, business and podcast mentoring with me on WhatsApp. So I'm basically your lifetime mentor. And that dramatically increased the conversion to Studio Pro. When I first launched it, I was a bit worried because I just thought, because when you offer lifetime mentorship with you and you sell zero, that your ego goes down with the bombing of the sale. So, you're a bit, so you've got to get it right. And I just, I just thought to myself, well, let's just get my ego out of the way. If I sell loads, make me feel good. But if I sell zero, don't worry about it. And I did the pitch and added it. And I had, there's about 55 in the room sold 25 packages, maybe more, and half of them were Studio Pro. And at least five people came up to me, and Jay Dillon was one of them, we've we've launched and done really well. And they said, Rob, I'm buying this just for the lifetime mentorship with you. When can we book in the calls? So it worked. But like, I like spending 10 hours of my week on the phone to my customers helping them. And I sometimes think people are a little bit, oh, well, don't talk to me because, you know, I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. I th- well, you know, like without our customers, we are nothing. Um, so I don't see it as a, a, um, an overhead of time. I see it as an investment of time. And I can tell you the people who repeatedly buy all your stuff are the people you've spent the most time with. By the way, um, Lloyd Andy, do you do renewal offers for next year's Barley at Barley? Yeah, good. But I guess you found you've had a bit of a drop-off. So you've ended up getting about 50% conversion, which is really good. But when you do it there and then, it feels like you're going to get 100 because you're in a bloody hot country and they've have would an, never have had an awesome week. Um, but yeah, if you've got five renewals, that's decent. Now you know what your conversion is for next year. The thing with selling something high ticket is you need, especially like a retreat, you need to do it a good few months out because they've got to book flights and all of that. And I think you want to get at least a third, if not half, the deposit. And by the way, um, make it clear that after the calling-off period, they can't cancel. And if they try and cancel last minute, because that's not fair on you and the flights and the accommodation that you paid for, just move them over to next year's Bali. So have some clear terms and conditions. Because, you know, if we've paid for a villa, expecting 18 people to come to Cayman, and then in the last two months, four drop out, well, that's a massive expense on us and it's not fair. And it's eight months after they paid, which isn't fair. And they've had their came and revisit before and they've had mentoring with us. So we just let them book on to the next one, roll over. We've got some who are like rolled over since 1986, I think. <laughs> Cause some, because you know, that is the thing with selling retreats that you do once a year. It's so far in advance. People get excited in the moment, but then there's some, remorse or life gets in the way it's kind of interesting because you're 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 both a delegate of having been on and all of you have been on Cayman and now obviously you're seeing it from the other side from the sales and marketing perspective so the initial question was how you do it and the bonuses and the packaging is it different from a 10 pound product to a 10 grand product to a 100 grand product well the concepts are the same but you've just got to tweak the value of the bonuses because what you don't want to do is launch a set you know launch 100 apartments And if you buy one today, you get a free doormat. So that's probably going to be based on the discount that you get or the, the higher value fixtures and fittings that are perceived. So like with launching a product, most people launch the product. The best thing to do is to look at the product, take it apart, launch the main heart of it, and then the rest are bonuses. So as a developer, when, once they start getting wily, they would launch the development. But then you get to choose the kitchen fixtures and fittings. Now, previously, they just sold you it as is. But now you can have a bit of an upgraded kitchen or you can choose the color of your tiles and the floor and blah, blah, blah. They're just taking what it was. And some of the peripherals, they're packaging up as bonuses or choices. It's the same thing. It's no different. And that's what you, you want to try and look at doing. What you do is, like, Mark's got a team who've got access to cheap European prices, so he can give something that, that has the appearance and it's pretty good quality of neph or, you know, the higher end appliances or whatever, or that higher end look, at, but the cost to you is less, cool?